Today on Modern Digital Business, we continue our highly successful series called Modern Ops. Modern Ops is a series of interviews co-hosted with a good friend of mine, Beth Long, who is the head of product at Jelly.io, an incident analysis company. This will be our second in a series of episodes. In the first episode, we talked about how the experience using the cloud varies from large companies to small companies. In this episode, we talk about transferring operational expertise from an on-premise data center to a cloud-centric infrastructure. Are you ready? Let's go. This is the Modern Digital Business Podcast, the technical leader's guide to modernizing your applications and digital business. Whether you're a business technology leader or a small business innovator, keeping up with the digital business revolution is a must. Here to help make it easier with actionable insights and recommendations, as well as thoughtful interviews with industry experts, Lee Acheson. My co-host for this series is Beth Long. Beth is head of product at Jelly.io, an incident analysis and management platform that combines comprehensive data from multiple sources to help identify problems and proactive solutions. Beth and I worked together at New Relic where Beth was heavily involved in the product operational management of a highly scaled and fast growing application. Beth has a strong background in IT operations. Given my cloud and IT management expertise and her IT operations expertise, Beth and I joined together to create this series of episodes that we call Modern Ops. We recorded this content back in the spring of 2021, right in the middle of the pandemic, but we never published it until now. In this second episode, Beth and I are talking about operational expertise and how that changes when you move from an on-premise data center to a cloud-centric infrastructure. How do you manage changing expertise requirements across your organization as you make the transition to the cloud? I hope you enjoy. So a related topic here, I think, is the question about what does AWS or GCP or Azure or whoever, but what does AWS provide you as a small company compared to a larger company like a New Relic or even larger companies that are cloud native, what type of support do they provide you? And does that impact your ability to use the cloud or to, to leverage what AWS provides? Certainly there is a different stated offering in terms of level of support. As an engineer at a tiny startup, I probably can't get a rep on the phone if something goes wrong. Yeah. I'm going to be looking on Stack Overflow. That's my, <laughs> that's probably going to be my primary support as opposed to being able to actually talk to someone when there is an issue. So when you read New Relic, you were able to talk to someone directly if you needed to. To an extent. There, there were people who could talk directly to an AWS rep if there was a major problem. But I think, so there were, were, were the cases where that helped. That's what I was going to get to. Okay. It, it usually trying to think of specific examples and outcomes. The, my memory of some of the events where that happened was that it helped us to identify what we could do better on our end to mitigate the issue. 
but it typically didn't lead to a change in what was happening on the AWS side. Like we typically had to just wait out what whatever the issue was. So we did get more visibility, but didn't necessarily get an accelerated resolution on the AWS side. And I'm thinking okay. of big issues like uh, issues with, with network links and that sort of thing. So there was a perceived value, but not necessarily a practical value. Interesting question then. So since in the realm where you are in like Jelly, where you have to depend on the Stack Overflow because you're not getting the support from AWS, are you getting better support from Stack Overflow than you got at directly from AWS? Is this a blessing in disguise, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, it certainly means that you're planning for reality a little bit more. There's not this idea that you can call someone and get help. So you know that you have to plan for that. It's hard to compare because the scale of issue that we're dealing with is itself so different. Right. And the kinds of problems that we tend to have are the sorts of things that you could, if you're having an issue with your, with your database instance, you could fail over to another one and at New Relic scale, when you run into big issues, they tend to be so thorny that you don't have a lot of escape hatches, so. But that was as much by the New Relic architecture and scale than that it was because of AWS. That's, yeah. So was it the architecture and scale or was it the architecture? And, and mm -hmm. this isn't a knock on architecture, it's no. a knock on starting over again with a company like Jelly and who has a young, immature architecture compared to a architecture like New Relic, which has been established for many years. And there's pros and cons to that, right? Mm -hmm. There's obviously a maturity has value, but maturity also has scruff mm -hmm. and have to deal with all of those sorts of issues. So mm -hmm. how much of that was the complexity that was added with New Relic, was it because of AWS and the complexity of using the cloud and how much of it was the scruff of the architecture from the maturity and how much of it was the scale involved? Certainly there's an element that was scale, but any architecture is gonna, by definition, make various trade-offs. And when your architecture was designed to optimize for the trade-offs of a different world, then as you try to bend that into the cloud, I think sometimes you run up against spots where you've optimized for a different landscape. So that actually brings us back to talking about the infrastructure versus the infrastructure you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that is when you are building your infrastructure from scratch, like you are with Jelly, you build knowledge of the infrastructure and you, that knowledge grows as your application grows and as the application scales. And in theory, your knowledge grows at the same rate in the same time. And as you need more expertise, you have more expertise and everything's good and wonderful. I make it sound it's, a lot yeah. more simple than it really is. <laughs> I, I get that, but, but there's, I think there's a generalization that does apply. The, the same process occurred, by the way, with New Relic. 
as they grew from a small company into a larger company um, with their on-prem data centers and the knowledge and expertise grew, the maturity grew, they knew what, how it worked and how, it, how different things would respond and knew this type of problem. And when this sort of thing happened, they knew how to respond to it. And all that expertise grew in and got to the point where they were a very large company, or relatively speaking, a large company, and knew that level of expertise. Now take that and move to a completely different infrastructure. All that expertise goes out the window and you have to start over again, yet you still have the same scale and level of responsibility that you did previously. That makes migration hard. Talk about that a little bit and how, you know, that was obviously when you were in New Relic, you ran into that, I'm sure. Talk about that a little bit. Sure. Yeah, that that is a great point. And and even at Jelly, even though we have the access to all of the AWS managed infrastructure and services, we've still elected to use the things that we know how to use. We've still used like some we're big proponents of boring tech. And so even within the set of options, we're not using things that that folks haven't used at least some version of that in production. As New Relic moved into the cloud, a number of things happened. One is, for example, we had we had a team of really strong network engineers that knew how to manage networks, had really deep expertise in in that their expertise became redundant and they all either changed roles or moved on. And where before we had people who could trace the packet all the way through the entire system, we a lot of that, a lot of that expertise became redundant, and we shifted to teams that say had previously owned bare metal, having to learn how to manage AWS infrastructure. So a lot of the, a lot of the expertise in managing what was in the cloud kind of centered on the team Container Fabric that owned our containerization platform. So they were juggling both owning the the old stuff and keeping that running while also spinning up the new stuff and learning the new ecosystem. And so there was the challenge not just of building up that new expertise, but also of pulling a critical team very thin during that whole phase. Are you looking to become an architect? Or perhaps you are looking to learn how to drive your organization towards better utilization of the cloud. I have a whole series of cloud and architecture courses available on LinkedIn Learning. For more information on the courses I have available, please go to leeatchison.com slash courses or click the link in the show notes. So you, when you think about layered expertise, right? You had network engineers that knew how packets worked all the way up to application expertise that knew how UIs worked. Mm -hmm. Just making this up, but there's a whole level of expertise in the middle there. And as you made this move, you were making several changes at the same time. One is you were containerizing and virtualizing where containers were stored, along with moving to the cloud. 
you can do those two things independently, but so they were both going on at the same time. So the, the net result of all that was you were adding required layers of expertise in the stack, as well as completely removing specific layers. Right. You didn't need network engineers anymore, or at least network engineers doing the same thing that they were before. Exactly. They're doing a different level of issues. They were dealing maybe with more security or routing issues than they were with you know, just packet tracking and, and is this cable broken and those sorts of issues. And so it's, it's not saying that all network engineering went away, absolutely didn't, but a certain class of network engineering went away and another class was heightened and a different class of service fabric went away and another class of service, service fabric appeared and changed. Overall, do you think you need your the size and complexity of the layers when you move to the cloud decreased or stayed the same or mm, increased? That's a great it changed. But did you really need fewer or did you really need less expertise and less people implementing that expertise once you moved to the cloud than you did before the cloud? It we didn't need less expertise. I'd say if anything, we needed more. We just, it just changed shape. We needed expertise in new areas and we needed expertise that was more about navigating the AWS ecosystem and the things that were built on top of it. I'd say that we had more total layers and what happened was some of the layers at the very bottom, we no longer had access to directly. And so the people that were dealing solely with those bottom layers, their, their expertise became redundant to the organization because that was hidden beneath these other layers. But then we added this whole new set of layers at the top that, that we had to, or I shouldn't say at the top, but we added this whole new set of layers and the complexity of interaction between those layers increased. Complexity of interaction between layers increases. So the, there's more need for fungible expertise. Exactly. So you actually needed more experts, but more fungible experts than you ever did before. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You, you could, you needed someone who knew exactly the size and shape of Ethernet packets before. Exactly. You don't need that at all now. No. That expertise is irrelevant now. But being able to go up and down the stack and dealing with container fabric up to security, firewall configuration issues, Yep. that variability in that was critical. Right. And it was less of, it's becoming less about knowing Obviously, it's important to know a lot of fundamental principles, but it's less about knowing those fundamental sort of less changeable principles and more about painting a current vocabulary because all of these systems that we're using in the cloud are changing and evolving so quickly. So knowing what are the most recent releases, what are the most recent features that have come out, how does that impact what understanding AWS itself as a changing ecosystem where you can estimate 
the speed that you need to be moving at so that you'll land in the right place based on what's going to happen in six months. That all becomes much more important as you begin to navigate that world that is, that is so constantly evolving. I hope you enjoyed Modern Ops with my co-host Beth Long. Modern Ops will be a regular series that will appear occasionally on Modern Digital Business. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know so we can make sure to include more conversations like this in future episodes. You can reach me via the links in the show notes or sign up for more content at leeatchison.com slash follow. Thanks for listening to the Modern Digital Business Podcast hosted by Lee Atchison. Know a fellow technology leader and innovator struggling to make their business transition to a digital one? Encourage them to head to mdb.fm forward slash listen to subscribe to this podcast. Or visit leeatchison.com to learn more about Lee and his team. thousand of your peers have in common? They've all boosted their skill set and career prospects by taking one of my online courses. Go to mdb.fm slash courses. Join your 100,000 close friends and peers and expand your knowledge and expertise only at Atchison Academy.